You're tuned into the Mid-10 Listens Podcast, hosted by MiddleTennesseeMusic.com. Supporting and empowering the independent music community online since 2011. Head on over to our website to find more music, as well as to learn about our Indie Musicpreneurs Tribe, where we share our library of tips and guides on business, entrepreneurship, productivity, social media, digital marketing, email marketing, websites, and much more. You can also check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, now on Amazon as a paperback and Kindle. Welcome to another episode of the Mid-10 Listens Podcast. It's your host, Joshua Smotherman, MiddleTennesseeMusic.com, and today we're going to be speaking with singer-songwriter Nehe Dar. How's it going? Hope all is well on your side of the screen. Let's just jump right into this thing. Where are you from, and what style of music do you create? And don't feel pressured to use traditional genre categories, because I really don't care. Just describe your music in your own words. So, um... My name is Nehadar, and I live in New York City, and I've been here for a while. Uh, the whole time that I've been making music, I've been in New York. My parents are also from New York. And um, as far as what style of music I make, um, I'm definitely influenced by uh, popular genres of the you know that have been around in my lifetime. So that includes, um, um, I mean, I consider you know pop meaning, you know, the rock music, the pop music, um, folk music, like anything that's uh, been on the radio. Um, you know, a lot of... I, I'm, inspi- I'm inspired by some dance stuff. Um, and... Um, but I think I... I, I have a, an attitude towards writing or towards music where I, I kind of call myself anti-genre sometimes. So um, I, I guess I, I, I like to sort of shock non-musicians by sort of cluing them in on, you, you could take any song that's kind of punk or any or country or, you know, you could do Somewhere Over the Rainbow and do it in, in any genre because genre is sort of just like, a little costume that you can put on a song and I think of myself primarily as a songwriter so genre isn't really I, I don't really consider it to be sort of my problem I consider genre to be uh, a style thing and so I'm s- much more concerned with substance um, so when I make music I, I, I just kind of let the song kind of dictate the direction that I that I go in terms of, you know, what voice it's written in, you know, if there's sort of um, colloquialisms that might suggest folk or country or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, anti-genre, sometimes I say genre fluid, but generally, you know, if you're not into popular styles of the past 30 years, you, you would, you might not connect with my music. Like if you really like ambient music or, um, I don't know. It's just something that's really disconnected from what's been on the radio. So I'm sort of playing with genre is another way that I describe it. So a lot of times it just, you know, sounds like rock, sounds like pop. That's what it is. I just don't, you can't really pin me down. Um, and, uh, so from, you know, from one album to, from one song to the next on an album, like I like to 
just kind of make things unpredictable and not and not on purpose at all just because I I do think of myself as more of a songwriter and so um just doing the songs justice and not trying to fit them into um into a genre box um and trying to write cool songs and like you know somewhere over the rainbow could be a punk song but I feel like it's much cooler not being a punk song. So, you know, kind of listening to the song that way. Um, of course, I didn't write Somewhere Over the Rainbow, but I wish I did. <laughs> I'd like to write somewhere a version of it. What led you down this path of music and what motivates you to keep on going? Definitely my parents. I My parents were musicians. And so I grew up with um, a live music in the house and... A lot of interesting music. Um, mostly my dad liked a lot of Latin jazz and a lot of jazz, brat, horn, you know, horn jazz. He plays saxophone. He play he plays other instruments, but um, saxophone. And so um, I think my dad used to say that before I was uh, verbal, possibly... I used to drive my abuela crazy by singing horn lines from jazz songs. So maybe one I'm totally off key on that, but <laughs> you can kind of imagine that's kind of cooler to grow up with than um Row 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 Your Boat. <laughs> um so and then I started writing my own music um, out of kind of a need of, of a real sense of, um, I don't know, a lack, like I needed something. And so I actually needed to make it. And, you know, for my emotional state, you know, when I'm in a low place, or if I'm in a chaotic place, um, whether it's just uh, doing something that takes me out of out of that, the exercise of writing particularly um or else to help me sort of express the things that are bothering me uh it just sort of functions and in a very therapeutic way for me um yeah and just uh I mean it's just for my own emotional stability it turns out that I really do need to be writing because it it just gives me the sense of purpose that I know everyone needs um, so that's really what motivates me to stay the course is the fact that um, that is a st- uh, sort of a mood stabilizer for me. <laughs> um, it, without that expression, I I just am not I'm not right. I I actually tried to give it up after my son was born, and um, and just found that it wasn't good for me and it wasn't good for him for me to not be doing it. So yeah. So I, I mean, I, I tried to leave music because, you know, it's so difficult and so fairly thankless, uh, to, you know, be doing it at my level for the amount of years that I've been doing it. But I'm just really fortunate for, um, you know, publications like this one, uh, for like, mid-Tennessee music and, you know, anyone that's seeking out music on, on, you know, on this indie level to, um, 
to just keep this network going, this really grassroots thing, because when people find each other, um, hardworking indies, um, whether they're, um, whether they're, you know, podcasts or blogs or publicity or radio stations, like everybody's just really excited to find that, um, quality that's below the surface. Tell us about your new release. How is it different from things you've done previously? And were you setting out to accomplish anything specific? My new release is called Hello Abyss. And how is it different than previous ones? Mm, I mean, I took three years to do it, as opposed to all my previous albums, which I pretty much took a year and then and then put it out. So... What that means is I I think that I had a lot more time to really choose what was going to be on it. Um, Cut songs, um, maybe pull out songs that might not have made a cut um, if I was operating within a year framework. Um, Some songs that might not have ever fit, like I just said, well, it's kind of stood the test of time and it's strong, so... um, so I would put it on there. Um, and um, I, all part of it was written after the uh, tr- Trump's election. Um, so, I mean, I've always kind of been r- sort of <laughs> sensing kind of like intense stuff politically and been kind of yelling, you know, into an, uh, into an abyss about politics and, um, student loan debt and all sorts of things, um, that are still coming to a head. But I think that I, I mean, I think that I was, I was pretty, I was pretty emotionally affected by that. So it really, um, it really added some punch to particularly the song Shedding Skin, where, Um, the bridge of that I wrote like maybe in the week after he was elected Um, I'm reaching for the furthest thing farthest thing away is the line Um, and uh, what did I set out to accomplish with this I I I think that this album was born out of me realizing that I couldn't leave music behind so a lot of this, like the one of the songs on the album, Happy Birthday, which I have a video for, um, I wrote for my son. So even when I thought I'm not going to do music anymore, I had to write him a birthday song and I had to record it. And so um, maybe there were, yeah, and You're Beautiful When You Fall Apart. I, I think I wrote even before I sort of admitted that I was back and making music and fear and love also yeah these were songs that were pretty early on um early that I had written pretty early on and so yeah I mean what the album really represents is just sort of my comeback and it was always going to be that as soon as I realized I was making an album do you face challenges in this oversaturated digital age as an independent musician and of course technology helps so how has it helped you I don't know. I, I I suppose I I suppose we all face challenges in this digital age. I don't know if things would be very different for me if it were not this age. I I don't think I have the personality to have 
really um, sort of gone out on the road and hoofed it. So in a lot of ways, I am a digital age musician. I don't even like to gig very much. And I just really like to record, write and record and, um, and sort of get some, get it out there, get people to hear it, which doesn't even really mean gigging because I'm not trying to make money from it per se. I'm, I'm just sort of trying to connect. Um, so in a lot of ways I do face challenges like everyone else does where there's, um, you know, companies trying to take advantage of indie musicians in the guise of helping us and, you know, competition, songwriting competitions and this and that, all sorts of little traps, money pits where, you know, we're making no money, but somehow there's like an industry trying to feed off of us. So, um, that's difficult, but I feel like I've been doing it long enough that I see a lot of the upside of the digital age being a musician. Um, I've always recorded with Craig Levy, who's uh, uh, goes by Little Pioneer, and he started out in a home studio, and um, I've been working with him for since like 2003, I think, and so I've been through like I think three home studios of his, and now he's finally actually using a a space like a separate studio space. Um, so that's all just a product of the digital age. He's, you know, he's a person that that was able to make this his career because he was able to, you know, build up the business and um, invest in, you know, educating himself and all of the various hardwares and softwares that would, you know, and instruments that would that would get him um, the reputation that he has now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> I don't really have too many complaints about the the digital age musician thing because I don't see myself working otherwise. Um, I love studio magic. I like to put strange, you know, weird sounds um, on recordings. Maybe not as much now, but I definitely did um, go through that. Um, definitely appreciate it and just sort of um I've never had the money or um or the drive to build up a live show it just never was that important to me so like all the building blocks are there in the recordings that we make to have a great live show but when I do perform live it's often stripped down folk and so it's just a totally different experience so back to the bare bones of the songwriting um when I perform, which is not often, um, but not never. <laughs> so where's the best place for us to connect with you online and find more of your music? Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, at Nehedar Music is, is the, it's N-E-H-E-D-A-R music. And then, um, on Twitter at Nehedar, I'm pretty much on Twitter a lot now doing, kind of talking politics a little too and then nehedar.com is my website and just you know reach out to me on social media i love hearing from people and uh hope that you check out hello abyss i am really proud of it and um that's about it thank you so much
Thank you for tuning in to the Mid-10 Listens 5 at 5. If you want to show your support for MiddleTennesseeMusic.com in this podcast, check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, available from our website as well as Amazon in formats Kindle and paperback. You can also show your support by subscribing and rating this podcast on iTunes. Doing so will improve your well-being, increase joy, and bring good karma to you. It might also improve your online marketing skills, your online presence, and help you get your music heard by more people.